CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator, D'Andrea. CarCast presented by Bravago, the best tasting hard seltzer in the universe. This is a company that uh, I put together with with uh, Goldberg, actually. Um, uh, I think you guys would uh, like it. It's three fantastic flavors. We won awards for all three flavors, and you can buy it at drinkbravago.com. It's a great mixer as well. I know Goldberg likes to mix it with, uh, I think, maybe a little tequila, and, uh, you know, you could... You can experiment with it and see how you guys like it. So uh, appreciate you guys getting that. Um, Bill's out today. It's got a little weather issues on the uh, on the ranch. Some, uh, I guess, some flooding and whatever. I don't know. Some things going on. But uh, recording a little earlier this week so we can head out to uh, Arizona Auction Week. I'm going to try to swing by RM Auction and, uh, and of course, Barrett-Jackson. And there are some pretty cool things that are happening uh, out there that maybe we can get into, kind of get a, a gauge on what's happening in the collector car world. And I could try to uh, show you some of that stuff here as well. But um, with uh, with RM Auction, they've got some pretty interesting stuff. And unlike uh, Barrett-Jackson, because Barrett is all uh, no reserve, they... Uh, they have estimates on there where Barrett doesn't necessarily have all of the estimates. And as you go through the the docket at RM, um, the thing that keeps popping up, you're seeing on Bring a Trailer, even at Barrett Jackson now and other auctions, Lexus LFA, such an incredible car. Uh, the Nurburgring edition is even more than uh, than the regular car. But it's when I had a chance to drive these cars, I drove a few of them. They're just fantastic an amazing sound the v10 engine it really kind of sounds like an old school v10 f1 car uh and an almost flawless in performance the thing is just a beast of a car uh the estimate now is 800 to 900 thousand dollars for this black one that's at uh at rm and i still think that car has room to go i think that car is going to go up more as well uh Another interesting car is Lamborghini Countach. Countaches have been making a move for a while now. Uh, RM has a 25th anniversary edition Countach. Now, this one you can kind of figure out if you like or not. It's the most modern of the versions of, of, of the Countach. And you can see it has a little bit of that cheese grater grill going on on, uh, on the sides and, and the sort of the B-pillar scoops, if you will. I believe this was a... I believe this was a design that was modified by Pagani before he went and started his own company. Uh, he was um, he was at Lamborghini before he did his own thing. So it's kind of an interesting uh, car. And uh, certainly, if you uh, if you listen to uh, Matt Farron's Smoking Tire, he has his Countach, and and I love that car, and I love what Matt's been doing with that car. Um, that was a car for sale by a, a friend of ours who commissioned me to find some buyers for his whole collection of of cars at the time a few years ago. And when I reached out to Matt, he he seemed to jump at the chance and love the idea of the car. And and I I think he did very very well on that car. I'm I'm sure he's spoken about what his return on the investment was on that thing, but I think he's doing very well. And I'm so glad he has that car. Um. Another interesting thing is the uh, the Shelby GT350H, the Hertz cars. 
this is a weird car for me because the Shelby cars, I think, have done fairly well. Um, they've been stagnant for, there was stagnant for a number of years, but the H cars, I don't know, sitting around 100, 150 grand, it just seems like they've been sitting in that that price range for, you know, 100, 100, or I'm sorry, for, you know, almost 10 years. It's just kind of a an odd thing. Um Anyway, I want to get into a few more of these, but uh, I invited uh, Alistair Weaver to jump back on real quick. So uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, and have him uh, come on right now. So uh, bear with us for just uh, one second. We're going to bring him in. All right, Alistair, how you doing? I'm good, thank Matt. Uh, a little bit frantic. It's the day before the uh, big awards launch, the Edmunds Top Rated Awards, and everybody only seems to the shiny product at the end of the day, but you know, it's that swan mentality where you have, you know, the serene surface and everybody paddling like crazy, crazy below. So long day ahead, but everything's looking in good shape and uh, yeah, excited to, uh, excited to reveal all. And as I'm speaking to you, I'm now forgetting that we're supposed to be Wednesday. It's actually Tuesday as I'm speaking. So we're launching in the morning, but if you're listening to this, it's already live. So check it out at edmunds.com slash top rated. And if you want a sneak preview, we can talk about it. Now you're gonna you're gonna jump back in with us uh, at the end of the week, and we're gonna kind of be able to spend a little bit more time going through it. But we wanted to make the announcement now that the top rated uh, awards are up there, so you can go to edmunds.com and and see all of that stuff. I'm assume assume there's plenty of content and videos happening uh, along with it. There is a, a plethora of content. <laughs> Uh, is there anything you want to tell us about it? Tease it a little bit. Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to tease with the winners? Then we do the deep dive on 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 Friday in our show. Yeah, why don't you run through kind of some of the the winners or maybe the top contenders, and we can, and then later in the week we'll figure out why. Because I am conscious that you've sort of lost all your friends today, Matt. So uh... <laughs> yeah, Bill's stuck in weather. He's having uh, it's not garage issues; it's barn issues, and. Uh, the wife and the animals are are he's helping uh her out to manage all of that and i'm sure the animals are appreciating all of the help there's some flooding and cold happening so, so the zebra's okay in the uh... he, he that one's okay but she has a tiny little like kangaroo that she's fostering and like bringing back cuz i don't know something about the, the the mom like sort of rejected it's it's 3 pounds so she's it's a little tiny Think she's so Joey. Is it Joey? Yeah, yeah it's Joey. Yeah, Joey. yeah. It's it's or pre pre. I don't even know the like pre Joey because it's not supposed to be. It's not supposed to leave its mom yet. But um, anyway, there's that kind of craziness that's going on over at the uh, at the Goldberg Ranch. But yeah, what's going on with um with the awards? Where are we? John, then so we have six awards: uh, car, truck, SUV, and we have a separate award for both gas and EVs. And then on top of that, we have something we debuted last year, which is the best of the best, which is basically the standout vehicle. And that's looking at something that's really kind of moved the game on and really caught our eye. Uh, so I can, I can quickly run down if you like, then we'll do it. We can talk about more on, on Friday. Yeah. So top rated car, Toyota Prius, uh, you know, now looks pretty cool, which it never did before. Looks better. <laughs> it looks better. It's a, it's a nice little thing at, at a decent yeah. price. Um, in fact, it's more than a nice little thing. It's a great little car. Uh, Top-rated electric car, BMW i5. Uh, Top-rated SUV, Kia Sportage Hybrid, which is a repeat winner. Because our awards are not about the best car that happened to come out this year. They're about the best cars on sale today. So okay. if nothing's come along that kind of knocks it off the podium, 
then it wins again. So Kia Sportage Hybrid is a is a repeat winner. You know, great value, really nice family SUV. Uh, top rated electric SUV, a Kia EV9, uh, a three row family SUV. That's a really great car. Yeah, I did uh, watch great. your film on that, and that was impressive. You guys seem to really like that one. Yeah, and we've been waiting a long time for you know for a, a more affordable. It's still not cheap, but a more affordable kind of family, you know, proper full size family SUV. Um, Chevy Colorado is our top rated truck. That's got a lot of attention because you know we're up against things like the new Tacoma. Talk more about that on on Friday. I know Chevy is super excited by uh, that award. Uh, Toyota perhaps a little disappointed. Um, top rated electric truck, another repeat winner, F one fifty Lightning. So we're doing well for your residual value, Matt. Yeah, and then the sure. uh, thanks, <laughs> <laughs> and then the uh, the best of the best uh, is the Kia EV nine. So it's a great lineup, quite a yeah. lot of variety in there, from you know small smallish hybrid hatchbacks all the way to you know F one fifty Lightnings and three row electric vehicles. So lots to talk about. Don't want to give too much away, but you know, join us on Friday. Yeah. Uh, thanks. I appreciate that. The Kia EV9 we should get into. I, I, I'm not surprised by it. I haven't driven it yet, but the Telluride was so successful and has done so well and it's so well accepted by customers as well that are buying it that I, I think the EV9 is as long as they didn't screw up the formula too much on getting to the to the EV version, um, even though the price is a l pretty significant above the gas engine you know, Telluride. Uh, it seems like it would be a, a pretty significant car for a Kia in the EV world. We'll see how it goes. If they have it along the side, the Telluride, then I think it's kind of a win-win for the company. Exactly. As long as you can want an EV, live with the uh, charging. And obviously, there's a little bit, um, it's a little bit more expensive. The EV9, in many ways, is a better Telluride, and that's that's really saying something. Right on. All right. So we're going to check in with you uh, on Friday. We're going to get into this a little bit more and tell us uh, how you guys kind of broke it down and why you picked these winners. Sounds good. Okay. All right. I'm going to go. Don't get too lonely. <laughs> Thanks. See you later. See you later. All right. So we're going to jump back into uh, some of the uh, the cars coming up for, for auction out there and kind of get some some thoughts on those. As I was saying, the, the Shelby, the, the GT350H, I like the car. I just think it, I'm just surprised it didn't move as much in value as it has. And maybe that makes it still a pretty decent deal. Maybe uh, one of the GT 350 H's is a pretty cool car to jump onto. Um, of course, you guys know Jag XJ, XJ220. Uh, this is an underappreciated supercar. Uh, I, it, it never got the love that I think it deserved because of the six cylinder engine, but it's got fantastic lines on it still, as it creeps up a little bit somewhere in that half a million dollar range, I still think this is a collectible. Now keep in mind, like when you start to look at like the Maserati MC 12, they made a handful of those to homologate, uh, I believe for racing, but it's very much like the Ferrari Enzo. And it, when that thing for a while, for several years, it wasn't near Enzo value. And then I think people are starting to pick up on how special it is. It's the more rare version of the Enzo. And I think this kind of follows suit. And now that MC 12 is really kind of uh, taken off as far as value. Um, so anyway, the Jag, the XJ220, I think, is is definitely working worth looking at. 
of course, I was just on the phone with um, Adam Krola not too long ago, and RM has this uh, Lamborghini 350 GT. He doesn't have a, a 350 GT anymore, but we love these cars and keep an eye on these cars. This car moving into that 600 to 750 uh, estimate. And this is such a really nice example of the car. Um, it'll be interesting to see how this how this car does at auction. So that one's kind of piqued our interest for sure. And there's a lot of other cool stuff that's going on at uh, at RM Sotheby's as well. Um, I love this uh, this 356 uh, Outlaw uh, Porsche by Emery. And what's interesting is because we've had conversations in the past on the show about how good builders are starting to get money for their cars resale, right? Not what they're charging for the customer per se. Uh, we we know they're doing well there, but uh, you know, like Jonathan Ward at Icon, what Singer's doing in the aftermarket. Um, you see, like a Ring Brothers car, even a Boyd Coddington car from back in the day. And I love the idea that um, that Emory Motorsports is catching on as well. Uh, there's arguably not a lot of car here. It's a tiny engine. It's a small car. There's just not a lot to it. But uh, Emory does such a good job on these cars, and for this to have an estimate of six fifty to eight hundred thousand is is fantastic if they get that those kind of numbers for it um congratulations to emory if 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 that happens um and someone's going to be buying a pretty nice car so uh uh four gts we've seen um you know they're sitting around that four to five hundred thousand dollar mark for the oh five gts the the newer ones about a million bucks uh this seems to be a pair from the same customer going up for sale um, these two silver ones. Uh, the other car that really kind of caught my attention is this 84 Audi Sport Quattro. And this is kind of interesting because of the way like 80s and 90s cars have really kind of popped and what it does uh, for the 80s and 90s, you know, rally cars and racing cars of that era. Uh, for a car like this, um, to be five seventy five to seven hundred thousand is is pretty cool. Now they say there's this is one of two hundred and fourteen. Now two hundred and fourteen by no means is that a large number, but it's not twenty five, right? So there are some limited edition cars that are very limited to ten, twenty, you know, fifty. And you look at what a lot of maybe supercar companies are doing today and doing special edition versions of of their cars, uh, they're not necessarily doing 200 runs. They're doing 10, you know, give or take. And so this car, rare, but not super rare in that there's only five, 10, or, you know, 20 of these things. But if this gets anywhere near this amount of money, uh, it's it's potentially a game changer for, for 80s and 90s cars. So it's like nice to see that they are moving. Um, the one car that uh, that we just haven't seen move again, like the Shelby GT350H, the Shelby Series 1. It's a cool car. I believe it's carbon fiber body, kind of the last hurrah with from Carroll Shelby. It's kind of a GM parts bin car, um, a lot of the switch gear and the engine and stuff. I think that's kind of what what has been holding it back. It's, it's good looking car. It's just 
the interior just didn't do it. And some of the, um, like I said, some of the, the switch gear on it just wasn't, wasn't up to, to speed, um, uh, what you'd expect for this car, but it wasn't, I don't believe it was super expensive even when it came out. Just a, an interesting piece that maybe even worth picking up because if these cars are, you know, a hundred grand, 120,000 bucks, uh, you probably can do well on them. So, uh, anyway, that's some thoughts on, on, on RM Sotheby's, uh, moving into some of the Barrett Jackson stuff. There's uh there's a 66 custom fastback that's up there. It's the Kona blue, which is not necessarily my favorite blue. I think the Kona blue has a little bit too much purple in it, but this is a really nice rest of mod. This is a nice build. It's basically got the Detroit speed and engineering catalog thrown at it with the 5.2 liter uh, Ford Coyote crate engine, which is with the ITBs on it. This is a cool car. If you guys think back to the to the concept sketch that of my 90, one of my 93 Cobras, and I brought to SEMA sort of the, the frame of the car with the engine and suspension. This is kind of a 66 Mustang version of what I was doing with that car. Uh, it had a Coyote engine with the individual throttle bodies and had an independent rear suspension on it. Um, it had the, the six-speed uh, manual transmission in it. So very similar to what's going on with this car. So I guess that's kind of why I really like uh, this car as a potential buy. But I guess we'll see where it goes as far as 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 price. Um, some other interesting things that you, you, you'll see out there. Uh, I like this 67 Corvette, this 427, the Desert Rat car. Uh, it's a good-looking car. It's got a great story behind it. Um, it's it's interesting because when you get into the the build sheets of some of these GM cars, it, the build sheet is kind of what differentiates it. You can look at a 67 uh, Corvette and then go, well, the build sheet has a very specific brake package or differential package or transmission package. And uh, this kind of falls into that realm, that big, that, uh, that big brake car. So, this is a this is a cool piece. I'm curious to see where that car goes. Um, getting into that 80s and sort of 80s and 90s collectability and hot rotting. Um, this Ferrari 328 GTS custom Targa, uh, very interesting car. Um, don't love the seats. That's the thing. It's just not doing it for me. I just think the seat is just a. a non-tiltable bucket it's not really it's a little too racy for this thing um in my opinion but you know it's kind of an easy thing to change i would imagine but this is a this is a cool piece i like that someone's modifying a ferrari 328 um uh, the description said this is sort of meant to be the start of of the singer of ferraris uh i'm not quite sure it's it's there yet but uh if this thing works well then I think this would be a fun car to drive. Definitely worth taking a look at that. The muscle cars are continuing to do well. There was a period years ago where um, these things really popped and then they they leveled out and they're coming back. I want to say something like this, this Boss 429, probably couldn't be in the $400,000 range. And um, we probably haven't seen that in, in some time and, and until fairly recently. Uh, just a, a great 
muscle car that I think you can't do go wrong with would be uh, would be this car here. Uh, there's a couple of Superbirds out there. The Plymouth Superbird, always a, a badass looking car, always a great story about how this came to be. Uh, and the wing is just so polarizing in the front uh, nose on this thing. Um, it worked well. You guys know the story of its, of its racing history, NASCAR history. Uh, Barrett Jackson seems to have a couple of them. I think two or three of them coming up for auction. I just clicked on this one to kind of remind you guys what's what the car is and what it looks like. And and the blue seems to pop. So I thought that's a, a cool car to, to take a look at. Um, the 70 Oldsmobile from Devonlition, man. I kind of really like that movie. I always thought it was kind of fun. I thought Wesley Snipes was hilarious and, and a, a, a great bad guy in that film. Um, what I like about this is this is the movie from this is the car from Demolition Man that they find like underground and they he takes the car and uh, but different than a movie car this is a car that was in a movie so this is a this is a fully documented uh, a, original car from the GM Heritage Collection that got to star in a movie this wasn't a movie car built that's usually a, a big pile of junk um so this car is kind of pretty special because if you do like an Oldsmobile 442 this one has some added story to it and i think that's kind of fun so this car i think is a perfect museum piece car something like a peterson museum because they always do like the hollywood cars um anybody sort of curating a collection like that Put this up there with some memorabilia from the movie, and you have a fantastic display uh, in a museum. Or, you know, I guess if you can get it yourself, then buy it. Uh, Copo cars, Yenko cars. I'm fans of those. I like the story of those cars. This 69 Chevelle Copo, I think, is, is a badass car. It just sort of screams what we think of muscle cars were in the 60s and uh, just a really, really cool piece. So, um, and there's so many that of these have been modified and hot rotted over the years to see something like this. So well documented, um, I think is worth the money. And like I said, the Yenko cars, I'm looking at this 69 Yenko Camaro. This one, I believe has some drag racing history, but Barrett Jackson has a few of these at auction as well. Uh, cool pieces just cool pieces and and these these uh these big block cars are are kind of badass i mean now the days we're going for the most amount of power and small displacement and aluminum blocks and i get it it's way more efficient and you want the lighter weight but there's just something nostalgic about a, a, a muscle car with a big block and it. it's just a badass car in my opinion but uh, this other one is Shelby GT 350. I think these have done so much better than the Hertz cars, uh, especially the very limited 30 or 31, um, uh, R models. Uh, those have really gone up. I think they're probably knocking on the door of, of a million bucks now. Um, the street car, I still think is a great way to get in the, get in the door, if you will. Uh, at a at probably half the cost of the R model, maybe even less than that of the R model. Um, just a cool piece with so much history. And of course, it's a Mustang. And you guys know that I like <laughs> Mustangs. 
Um, and then uh, I'll just end it here on this uh, on the Hemi Cuda. You can't go wrong with the Hemi Cuda. This one happens to be uh, one of Nicolas Cage's cars. I don't know that Nicolas Cage owns it and is selling it. I just think it's one that he's had at some point. So if you're looking for something like the Hemi Cuda, why not add a little bit more story to it and uh, and grab the Nicolas Cage version? Um, you know, so I think this week we're just going to do a, a little bit shorter show so I can uh, head out and get ready to travel and go out to auction week and hopefully grab a bunch of uh, stories and photos and maybe some videos to put up there as well. So, uh, and if you guys are out there, um, love to, uh, to say hi. Uh, Thursday is a great day to walk around RM. I don't believe you need a ticket to do that, you can go to the hotel, I believe it's the Biltmore, and walk around and see what they have there on display. And then later when the auction starts at, in the day when the auction starts, um, you do need a pass for that. But you can walk around and see these cars and grab some photos and stuff. So I'll probably be there roaming around Thursday as well. Uh, and then I'll be heading out to Barrett-Jackson. Um, got some uh, meetings and stuff. So I'm usually there in the afternoons and at night and catching all the primetime stuff. And of course, Goldberg will be out there uh, Friday and Saturday. I believe his cars are going up as a pair on uh, on Saturday night, his two Dodge Demons. And uh, yeah, it should be kind of fun. Looking forward to it. Hope to see you guys there. Uh, again, thanks for the support for Bravago. You can go to drinkbravago.com and grab some for yourself. And until next time, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. CarCast Show.